Okay. What's up? What's up? I'm really excited. I feel like it's been a long time since it's just been like me and you. Yeah. Recording. It, we did the guest episode and then took a week off and it's actually felt like forever. Yeah, because I had finals and couldn't handle. But finals are done, so we get to like pack Celebrate. the next three weeks with podcast recording. It is such an incredible feeling having no responsibilities right now. I'm just ready to record some episodes and drink a lot of wine and some bourbon and have fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And we're in a new location now. So the oh, vibes yes. completely changed. I wish you guys could see this. Um, G and her husband moved into a new apartment and they have a whole like recording room. It's pretty badass yeah. and feel kind of official. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it feels so much more real now. I mean, granted, we're sitting on the ground now, but for some reason, <laughs> it feels more legit. I mean, there there's like foam on the walls for acoustics. Yeah, it doesn't, like, it doesn't get more official than that. I don't think it really doesn't. While our dad is usually a main source of subject when discussing our personal and mutual dysfunction, we would like to emphasize the fact that having daddy issues or a father at all is not required to blame poor life decisions on your childhood or to join us in discussion. This podcast aims to create a safe environment for young adults to open up and reflect on how and why they are the way that they are and how to use or lose those behaviors going forward in a light, comical, and laid-back setting. Basically, we get drunk and get real about our choices, and we invite anyone and everyone to join us. We are an all-inclusive space. Childhood trauma spares no one. All right, so we're back with an S episode, and... We want to hear what happened to you this week or recently. So recently, I went on my first hinge date. Oh my God. I want to live vicariously through you. It was No offense, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the situation. Um, so I made a hinge account. I think I talked about it in a previous episode. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, I think really briefly. So I made a hinge account. I don't really know why. I just did it. I don't know if I'm a huge fan, but this first date I went on, it was it was fun. I it I think it was a successful first date when talking to some of my friends who have gone on really strange hinge dates. <laughs> but um, so I matched with this guy and we were talking a little bit, and he was just like text. Uh, he like gave me his number and he was like text me. I would love to like plan something. So we were texting back and forth a little bit, and he asked me to, like, go get dinner. Um, But I think, like, the first weekend didn't work for me, and then the next weekend didn't work for him. And then, like, I literally can't do anything during the week because of school. Mm -hmm. So we had this date planned out, like, two weeks in advance. So, like, kind of strange. Um, And so we were, like, talking a little bit in the meantime, texting, texting. but it's really weird when, like, you don't know this person and, like, what do you talk about? I'm not the kind of person that likes to be like, hey, like, what's up? What are you doing? I, I don't yeah. really like small talk. Yeah. So one, like, and we would only text, like, once or twice a day just to, like. Kind of check in be like, are we still on for yeah. two weeks from now? <laughs> but one night we were texting and um, we were talking about sleeping. He, he, like, mentioned that he, like, doesn't sleep well. Like, he's like, I sleep probably, like, two or three hours a night. And then I just texted him. I was like, what did I say? I was like, oh, like, I can't remember what I said exactly. But I basically asked him. I was like, well, do you, like, have anxiety? Like, are you an anxious? I was like, oh, I was like, do you consider yourself, like, an anxious person? And he was like, 
what the fuck? He was yeah. like, oh, so like we're we're getting into like an <laughs> actual even conversation met face to face right yet. now. Like, hey, y'all haven't even yeah, met. We haven't met, and you're like <laughs> asking me if I have anxiety. But he was like, honestly, yeah. And we got into this whole conversation about like anxiety, and I was like talking about how I have an anxiety, and he has anxiety. It was actually like a pretty intense conversation to have with someone you've never met before. Uh-huh. Um, fast forward to the day before our date, um, and he's like texting me. He's like we were going to go get ramen and he was like, well, the place we're going to go like doesn't take reservations, but we can go. I called and like they said at this time, there's usually only like a 20 minute wait. But if not, like I made a backup reservation. I was intense. That sounds really intense. I was freaking out. I was like reservation, um, too much of a commitment for (laughs) me right now because I talk to all my friends and they go on hinge dates and they're like, it's casual. Like we just meet up for a drink. Like Mm -hmm. we're just like, Oh, you want to grab a drink? We go, we talk. And this was like, I had made a reservation and a backup reservation and I was like freaking out. So I call my friend and I'm like, why is this so serious right now? Yeah. And, um, Carl was there and she was like, and I told her about the conversation that I had with him about like anxiety and stuff. And she was like, Sonia, like you have to realize you approached this like a lot differently than a lot of your friends probably did. Like they talk, they say, Hey, what's up? Like small talk. Like you were like inquiring about his life and asking him (laughs) if he has anxiety. Like you like took it a step further than like a lot of people probably do when talking to someone on hinge. And I'm like, Okay, understandable. All right. So I had a little freak out. The reservation really freaked me out. I was like, that's a large commitment. But yeah, it's basically a proposal. Basically. I was I was freaking out, to say the least. And, like, first day after an almost three-year relationship, already weird. Yeah. I wanted it to be, like, really casual. Um, but then we also had a conversation about Google calendars previously and how we are both like religiously plan our days on Google calendars. So the night before the date, I was intoxicated. <laughs> and I thought of this like brilliant idea. I was like, this will be so funny. I'll send him a Google calendar invite for a date tomorrow. <laughs> like, it'll be funny. Because, well, first of all, he's like, what time can you go? And I was like, how about like seven? He's like, okay, about like seven. I'll make a reservation for about like seven. And I was like, sounds perfect. <laughs> Like, I was being kind of wishy-washy. So I was like, it'll be really funny if I send him a Google Calendar invite. But I didn't have his email. <laughs> so my intoxicated self, I was like, I think you can send a Google Calendar invite with a phone number. Oh, no. So I go and I, like, I'm trying to copy his phone number to go and make a Google Calendar invite. And I accidentally call him. And I, like, oh, my end. God. I end it really quickly. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, there's no way that went through. I have you ever it. spoken to him, like? Like, no. heard his voice or anything? No. We had oh, only, my God. It had been, like, two weeks, and we'd just been texting. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I definitely ended that quick enough. Like, it didn't go through. But then, like, a few minutes later, he calls me back. Oh, no. And I'm, like, looking at it. I'm like, oh, I'm not answering. I'm not answering. And I think, like, he didn't have his phone on him, so he just saw the missed call. Mm-hmm. So it looked like I called him. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm not answering this. And then I wait a few minutes. I'm like, okay, this is weird if I ignore the fact oh that he God. called me. And I'm like... I'm going on a date with this guy tomorrow. Like, I have to be okay with, like, having a conversation on the phone with him. I'm like, this is weird if I, like, text him back and don't acknowledge the fact that he called me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to call him back. I'm, like, very intoxicated. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I call him back, and he answers. And I'm like, I was like, I'm guessing you were just returning my butt dial. And he was like, oh, "Oh, did you butt dial me? And I was like, 
I like paused and I was like, if I'm being honest, <laughs> so if I'm being honest, I was actually trying to send you a Google calendar invite and I accidentally called you because I was trying to copy and paste your phone number and he was like, you were trying to send me a Google calendar invite without my email address. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, I've realized that that's not possible now, but it was going to be a great bit. It was going to be a great joke. I swear to God. If but this joke would have landed, <laughs> it, it would have been the best meet cute like, ever. It really, really would have been great. Um, and like we talked a little bit and we're like, okay, yeah, like I'll see you tomorrow. And then after the phone call, he like sent me his email ad- address. So then I got to do my joke. It was still funny. I sent him. Um, Please a, tell me you set the time for seven. I said about like seven. Yeah, about like in seven. In the Google Calendar invite. It was, you know. How the, long did it take you to make the Google so Calendar invite So the Google Calendar invite took me about an hour to make. I was really <laughs> confused. I guess I've never made a Google Calendar invite before. Um, so it took me a while, but <laughs> worth it. the though. joke landed. Um, we've gone on a few dates since, and we always send each other Google Calendar invites. It's a little, it's pretty funny. I yeah, it's like say. now an inside thing. It's yeah. funny. So that was my first. And then after that, Kalen was like, you see, Sonia, this is why he's taking it really seriously, because most people wouldn't do what you're doing like trying to do this joke like yeah. you're taking it too far <laughs> and I just I don't think I know when to but stop but it's like sometimes. in a funny way though yeah. so it's like fun because it makes it more fun honestly it's not fun to just talk about the weather or stupid yeah, shit like that yeah it's dumb yeah so um so I have no idea how to make this dad's fault well I think in this case it worked mm-hmm. in with a different person it could have been been yeah. seen as like weird as heck and like kind of crazy yeah (laughs) how can we make this dad's fault well i mean he has an inability to do small talk too so the guy from hinge no dad Dad. yeah yeah dad's a really quiet person yeah he doesn't do small talk like he he really doesn't do talk talk well i think personally with myself i don't like i have i love like my relationships in my life are probably the most important thing to me but I have I don't have that many friends like my relationships are deep but I don't have like hundreds of friends yeah. you know and so I think I jump into things wanting to be like okay is this going to be like are you a person that I'm gonna be able to have like a legit relationship with so I'm just gonna go for it right away mm-hmm. so I can figure it out because if not like and even dip. if and even if it's not gonna be super serious, like can I at least find like humor in you, conversation yeah. in you, something beyond just like the meh of like mundane people, acquaintances, you know? Yeah, and I think it maybe comes from I don't know. Like I think it's similar to dad in a lot of ways in that like I don't think he he had patience or time for that like medium person either. Like Yeah, he, like growing up, like dad didn't really have like friends uh-uh. per se. Um, he had his people and like that was it and he like rode with them from like high school all the yeah way like he's life. still friends with all his high yeah. school friends yeah so yeah I guess maybe so it's not like his fault but like it's it not does even relate. a bad thing yeah it's not even a bad thing but it's it just, could be a bad thing to the wrong person because I yeah could look if it were anyone else heck. yeah if it were anyone else it could have gone but I think it came off very charming if I have to say <laughs> You're lucky for and that. It, it worked. If he so. had done that shit to you, that day would have been canceled. I would have <laughs> declined the Google <laughs> Calendar invite. He accepted it, though. It was a success. So, 
Um, yeah, that's amazing. That's what happened to me. So <laughs> we love to hear it. <laughs> Okay, so this week I am officially ready to talk about why this podcast even came about. Oh, dang, she just took her glasses off and then put them back on. I need to put them back on because I forgot how blind I am. That was serious. That was like a very serious gesture. We're getting into it. So I don't know if anyone could tell from the first episode, but I was obviously going through it and I talked about how I needed to do this podcast for a distraction and it's because I got dumped. <laughs> Are we laughing about this now? Yeah, we can Oh, laugh. my God. What a journey it's been. <laughs> like, straight up dumped. Like, not yeah. even, like, broken up with. Not, like. Let down. Not, like, gently went or... through some stuff and, no, like, came yeah. to, like, a conclusion of separating. Like, I got dumped. Like, you throw trash in a dumpster. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're going for it, folks. This is the (laughs) She Got Dumped episode. Like, I had no say in this. I will be be 100% honest with anyone who asks me about it. I will say I was not in agreement with this um, situation. So, um, And it was never really asked of you to be or not to be in agreement with the situation. Very blindsided, to say the least. I don't like, I don't know how much detail to give, but it triggered a lot of stuff, definitely. I will say, I will give this detail. I had, I could have never expected it was coming. I will say the morning of getting dumped, um, I was talking to my ex, I guess we can say, which is very weird to say. It sucks. It sucks. Very weird to say. Um. We're, well, first of all, we're long dis- we've been long distance since college. Right. Well, we, we were long distance. Still getting used to it, people. <laughs> it's an adjustment period for sure. Um, we met in college and uh, after we, we dated for like a year and then ever since then, we've been long distance. I moved to Fort Worth for PA school and we were still long distance for a bit. So it had been a few weeks since I've seen him, since I had seen him. And I remember talking to him that morning and um, I was like... I was, I'm not really like a super lovey-dovey person and I was actually being very lovey-dovey that morning. I texted him. I was like, can't wait until you come here this weekend and I get to wake up next to you. And he texted me back. I know. I can't believe it's only been two weeks. I love you so much. This is the morning of the dumping. Yeah. (laughs) Of the dumping into the dumpster. That night I was dumped and it just like, I think it triggered a lot in me from going back, if you listen to the first episode of like that abandonment, yeah, um, just completely being blindsided, and I, my initial instinct was the same instinct I had when I was six years old. Yeah, like it like brings you back in time to like that vulnerable place where you're just like, uh, what did I do? What exactly? What? It was exactly that. Like, what did mm-hmm. I do? And I didn't connect the two at first. But my initial thought was, like, what did I do? What in me is not good enough? What like, can I do to, to fix, fix it? it? Yeah. Like, my initial thought was, like, 
Well, it's just hard when you are one second, the beginning of that day, you are enough for that person in your eyes. Mm -hmm. And then the end of the day, all of a sudden you're not. And you're like, what changed? Yeah. Like, what happened? We literally just had a conversation about how much... Was he supposed to be there that night? He was supposed to come the, the next, next day. day or the day after. And we had talked all day about him coming. Um, I've heard this story before, guys. And I still, like... Every woman uh, I tell is just shook to their core. Like, they had, they were just like, what the hell? And, like, you were super blindsided. But, like, I was starting to feel, like, icky feelings. Okay, that that is one thing. Because I had vented to you a few times uh-huh. in the weeks before. Because I had just started PA school. And I will say I was going through a rough patch. I was having a lot of anxiety transitioning to grad school. And just struggling with starting school online in a pandemic. And I was having anxiety. And I've had I've come to the conclusion I've had anxiety my whole life. But this is the first time I was having actual anxiety attacks. And mind you, this is... Two or three weeks in a PA school. Yeah. So I adjust. During I'm a adjusting. pandemic. During a pandemic. I'm no adjusting. Less. And I went through those rough. I was going through that rough patch. And then I was like broken up with. And it triggered something in me. Because I automatically felt like. If I'm not this perfect person. That I have felt like I had to be my whole life. Starting from when dad left. Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden I'm like not worth it yeah like our whole relationship like we really were I can count on two hands probably the amount of arguments we ever had like it was a very very good relationship and then all of a sudden when I was like having a little bit of like a struggle and wasn't the perfect person that I'm always trying to be like I'm all of a sudden like not enough Mm -hmm. and That is just a fear I've had my whole life, and it almost, like, just solidified it. Yeah. That if I'm not perfect, that people won't see the worth in me. That they'll just leave. They'll just leave. Yeah. So, it definitely just... (laughs) Oh, my God. It's okay. We needed that, I think. I think so, too. My husband just sneezed. I hope you all heard that. (laughs) But it just... It solidified that in me, and I automatically went to... Why am I not good enough? And I think a really big thing, too, is I really felt like he knew me more than literally anyone in my life. And then when someone knows you that well and then is like, "Eh, bye, I don't think I really like you or you're not like good enough for me. When they know you to your core, you're like, shit, what's wrong with me? Like, yeah. And like for me, like when I say I started having icky feelings, I think there's a lot there. Like it wasn't like. I knew that was going to happen because I absolutely didn't. I felt like one, we were getting closer. So you came to me and I heard more about him other than the, what I saw of you guys, which was always that you guys were really good. Yeah. So I'm a very protective older sibling. So when I hear someone's not responding well to my sister in pain, I'm like, uh, we got a problem. And honestly, it wasn't even like I thought he was going to, bail the way that he did it was more like I didn't think he was equipped or good enough for you like in that moment that changed he had always been good enough for you it was never a question of whether or not you were good enough for him that was never in question it was always whether or not he was good enough for you and when I heard the stuff how he had been responding to your struggle it was like "Uh uh-uh he's not good enough 
Well, we had a conversation like probably two weeks before because I was struggling with anxiety and he wasn't responding in a way that helped me. And yeah. I talked to you about it. And I remember I mentioned something he said about like me bringing something baggage. about baggage with my anxiety. He said baggage. He said, um, I, I dread phone calls with you. Like certain trigger words to me that like felt very like, I just can't believe I like didn't in my mind because I had that conversation with you. And then I will say like, a week later, I was having a conversation with my best friend, and she was asking, and I was, I said three, probably three days before we broke up, that she's like, how, how are you in Sailor and stuff? And I was like, oh, like, I, was, I did say, I was like, it's been hard with PA school, but I, I told her, I was like, there's not a doubt in my mind that we'll never break up. Yeah. I said that three days before I literally got mm-hmm. thrown to the, thrown to the trash. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. I just. I, I didn't think he would ever, like, have the guts to just, like, bail. I just thought that it showed that he was weak. And I guess, like, him being weak was what it took for him to bail, I guess. But, like, I never – when you called, I, I knew something bad had happened because it was a weird time. And yeah, when I heard you crying – The 10 p.m. – 10 p.m. via FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and great. it was like a weird time of night and you called and I heard you crying and and me and Sean literally like looked at each other and we were like, oh no, because we had both kind of been talking a little bit about how we weren't really vibing with his attitude lately because it wasn't just the words he said to you in that argument. The interactions we had had after you called me that day. he A few weeks prior. Yeah. He had weird vibes. Like, just straight up. And to both of us, and we were both kind of reading into it. And so, like, when we got the call and we were in bed, we both just looked at each other and we were like, oh, no. Like, this is... I can honestly say, like, I never saw it coming. I mean, I still didn't see it coming. Like, mm-hmm. even with all of that, to have to have said all of that, that I had the heebie-jeebies and that I was not vibing with him, I was, I was ready and willing to, like, push that aside because I knew he made you happy. But, like, I never expected for him to just cut out like that. Like, if anything, that it would be more of a discussion. I always felt he was the type of person he that... He is, like... I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person that's really bad at communicating my mm-hmm. feelings. And, like, that is something that he... I didn't mean to agree like, so yeah, hard. Girl, yeah, right. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but he is the one... I think he really pushed me to help me, like, communicate my feelings. And so when there was just no communication about it, I was just That was so, so weird. Shocked. Yeah, and, that was the weird thing. And the crazy thing is I started to convince myself that this was, it was normal and that, like... Um, but then I would talk to my friends and they'd be like, Sonia, that's not normal. Like, that is... I, w- I was trying... Like, I got really angry with myself because I couldn't even find it in myself to be angry with him. Mm-hmm. And it was a really sh- big struggle for me because I'm like, why am I kind of almost like what we've talked about before me being like a doormat. Uh-huh. I was like, if I can't even be mad at someone who objectively did something really shitty to me, I'm like, who am I that yeah. I just let anyone do anything yeah. to me and like not. Yeah. Cause not only was it wrong of him to not communicate and bail the way he did, but on top of that, like, he, he, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. I had something really good too. <laughs> I saw it in your eyes. I know I had something, but it, the similarities between the situation of like dad never showing up and then mm-hmm. that it was just, 
it the parallels were just too much for me it really broke me down like it really broke me down and like I've talked to him before about that too so that's just what really struck a chord with me it's like any relationship of that caliber like it deserves more than that like at its close and then on top of that like you two individuals the way you communicate with each other like it was so out of character as as the two of you Mm -hmm. for that to be the way it happened that's what I was trying to say earlier is that like standalone even if it was anybody else in a three-year relationship weird but then you also add in the fact that it was the two of you it's just freaking weird because it just everyone who knew us would be like you guys are so great together Mm -hmm. and it, it to me it's okay it's what we're here for this felt like a failure on my part. Like, I was just embarrassed. Like, it was just embarrassing. And, like, he would say things like, it doesn't diminish any part of what our relationship was. But, yeah, it yeah, did. Yeah, it does. Because we weren't clearly on the same page. Yeah, and you... So that you, changes the whole relationship. Yeah, and you, you basically brought the whole worth of our relationship down to this small thing because it was cast aside the way that he he did it that way yeah and I think I could never do that to someone I cared about so it just made me feel like not cared about at Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. so and I know people show things differently but yeah it was October was a rough month guys yeah it was it was a rough but something beautiful was born from it so many great things and I can honestly say the level of confidence and like self-esteem I have right now I think is the highest I've ever ever had in my life just because I think of just being resilient and overcoming my first semester of yeah that's what I was about to say you bounced back so hard you literally like went from that two what two weeks of panic and you turned it into like (laughs) amazing work you have done like you have had to struggle through personal stuff while facing the rest of that semester and you have made it your bitch many many tear tear drops in my text yes yes but you have done that and you did that and I think that's one thing like I finished my semester two days ago and my self-esteem went fucking through the roof Mm -hmm. I was like I'm a badass like I did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I did that when I felt like shit. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think, so six-year-old me, when dad left us, my automatic thoughts went to, I'm not good enough. What can I do? Blah, 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 blah. And I will say my thoughts automatically went there with this, too. I automatically thought, what can I do to fix this? What can I change about myself? What can I do to make him want me? Um, to convince him that this relationship is worth it. But I've been able to take a step back because basically I felt like shit that I was trying, like so much like shit that I was trying to do anything I could to feel better. So I've been trying to meditate and do all this stuff. And meditating has actually been the one thing that's really helped me because it's helped me take 
a step from just automatically taking my thoughts all of your as truth yeah and just being like oh I'm not good enough I need to change myself like I'm I'm able to take a step back and create space between my thoughts and my reactions and be like no it's not that I'm not good enough it's just and maybe I'm not good enough to him but that doesn't mean I'm not good enough Mm -hmm. like it doesn't mean that I have to change anything about myself like those thoughts will I can't help those thoughts from being my instinct thoughts, but I can take a step back and evaluate. That's some, not true. Put and some space in between the thoughts. Because we have so many thoughts. We have thousands of thoughts a day and we just mm-hmm. react. Mm-hmm. But And then we accept them as truth and we, we accept them as who we are. And that's what six-year-old me did when dad left. But I've been able to not... I mean, initially I did do that. Mm-hmm. I... Initially, I would have done anything. I was... So, does this mean we can give, like, a non-sarcastic thank you to Dad for, like, learning <laughs> from that experience? I mean, I guess so. I mean, it can still be laced with bitterness, but, like, maybe not sarcastic. So, just, like, a, a regular old bitter thanks, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I will say the whole thing that happened with Dad at the beginning, I think triggered me at first and made me go into a dark place for like mm-hmm. two or three weeks but I think I want to say thank you mom thank you yes. sisters thank you to all my friends that like just supported me and I wouldn't have like been able to get through that dark spot without them so more so thank you to them for Hell like, yeah. helping me realize that I'm a fucking badass and I might not be good enough for one person but that doesn't mean I'm not an awesome person yeah that's damn general. right and I will spend the rest of my life till my very last breath making sure you know that that's the case yeah and so I guess yeah thank you dad for breaking me down <laughs> at a young age so I can be strong now uh, yeah no it's the sarcasm is definitely still there we got to keep it it's, yes. it's classic but I mean, I'm gonna. I want to be completely honest and say I. It's been almost three months, and I probably still cry like three times a week. Like it's not. I. It comes in waves, and Absolutely. it sucks, and it's. I'm a completely different person than I was three months ago, and it's. I love who I am, but. Man, shit sucks. Yeah. But you got to think, like, you're a completely different person than you were three months ago. I bet you can't wait to meet the person you're going to be in three months from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm very, very proud of who I'm becoming, and it's a great feeling. So Yeah. You're on an upward trajectory. Run with it. Yeah. Keep that momentum going. So, thanks, Dad. (laughs) Thanks, okay <laughs> sorry i think i literally just talked for 30 that minutes that was straight. freaking phenomenal honestly i have needed to get that off my chest for a while now felt and like it a feels huge really good it's a breakthrough for sure i hope someone can relate and just i remember at the beginning everyone was like telling like you will feel better and i was like i will not i know like, I, like, I will not i promise i'm never gonna feel good again i was like you are though <laughs> <laughs> it's true so if anyone's listening and they're going through it, it gets better, I promise. <laughs> so. But 
Um, Thank you for sharing that. I think, I think this is a huge pivotal moment for you and I'm excited to see where, where it goes and all the wild stories we have yet to hear from you. And I'm glad that this podcast was born from this experience, even if it was a shit experience. Yeah. So (laughs) thanks for listening guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, are we going to throw our social media? Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. At underscore underscore daddy dot issues. And our Twitter, underscore underscore daddy issues. We post some pretty, well, G posts some pretty <laughs> great content on there. If you want to see baby photos and us just making a fool of ourselves, give us a follow. That's where it's at. And come back next week to give a listen. Bye.